0: This is a different kind of podcast. I'm a different kind of nurse and a different kind of doula. Hey there, my name is Allie McLean and I wanna welcome you to the Empowered Birth Podcast. My mission here is to encourage you to strive for the best birth experience possible, knowing full well birth is unpredictable, but also knowing that you are powerful and you are able to make the best decisions for you. You're going to get information you won't hear in your basic childbirth education class, as well as stories of women and birth professionals who are stepping into their power and birthing their way. You're going to get all the information you need to confidently navigate your journey from pregnancy to postpartum. This podcast is for the woman who is wanting a natural childbirth, but feeling unsure in her ability to. She doesn't know her options, and she's feeling overwhelmed, looking for a guide. Is this you? Then stick around. You're exactly where you should be. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Empowered Birth Podcast. Today's episode is a little bit different. So I'm in a transition right now, and as always, I love bringing you all along on my journey and this transformation. So I'm sharing four reasons why I'm not attending hospital births anymore as a doula. Now, (laughs) this episode I've been really hesitant to do, but I really have felt like I've needed to for a really long time. And I want to be sensitive to the women no matter what their choices are and in no way do i want to diminish the birth experiences of those clients i've attended in the hospital they are all beautiful in their own way and that's the thing about birth is we can truly pick out the beautiful in any situation that we are in but my goal is here and in my line of work as a doula to create and foster an environment that is dripping with beauty in all areas so women can truly experience the freedom and just the beauty that is birth. Now, every woman is on her own journey and this is just where I'm at with mine right now. And This episode will hopefully empower you no matter where you're at on your journey of beliefs and different fears you're, you may be working through when it comes to birth. I want those of you, my goal is that if you're at the cusp cusp of something totally countercultural, just knowing that you can be brave, you can speak the truth, and not fear outcomes. You can have confidence knowing you're not alone on this journey, and you can take personal responsibility and enjoy this birth choice freedom that you have. Now, for those of you planning on birthing in a hospital and you're set and you're absolutely sure in this decision, that's totally fine. I am all for that. And this podcast and my business will continue to be a place of empowerment and knowing all of your options. And I believe that there is still something in this episode that is for you as well. So keep listening. Now, I think it may be helpful to give you a little bit of context. Where all of this is coming from, where this journey started for me. So, I grew up in a household where every year on our birthday, I remember it so clearly. Is my parents would share my birth story, and this story just long, long story short, included induction. You know, mom needing oxygen, doctor missing my birth, the nurse caught me pretty sure there was a hemorrhage in there somewhere. But all of that to say, this is what started forming my belief that birth needed controlled and managed. I felt fear and I heard things that were scary. And I just, this is where it started for me. So I grew up having a really strong fascination for the human body. I was just so amazed. I remember growing up watching like ER with my dad and just knowing like I want to be a part of that world. I knew our bodies were connected and I just love learning the anatomy and physiology and how we were created to work. It was so amazing to me. I had a heart for healing and for wholeness and I really truly wanted to make people's lives better. I wanted to Save people's lives. I wanted to just come alongside of somebody hurting and be a small part of their healing journey. So, this is where I decided to go to nursing school. It seemed like the next best step for me. And during nursing school, we had to go through this labor and delivery rotation. And I was never really interested in that. Uh, Growing up, I remember even telling my mom several times that I was never. We'd have children now. Life does change you, obviously. I am on my third now, so God knew I needed refining in a way that only children could bring. And man, that is happening. But it was required that we had a month long, I think, rotation on L and D, and then postpartum, and it was just part of our schooling. Well, I was able to see a few births. Almost positive that all of them were induced. Uh, I did see one elective c-section. I saw low-risk moms. I saw high-risk moms. I saw one VBAC. There were supportive partners, unsupportive partners. I really did see a lot in that month of clinicals. But then outside of that, we also sat in a classroom with a textbook and case studies. And all of. The, we, we just learned all of the many things that could go wrong <laughs> during a birth. And What interventions we needed to do to correct it, to save the mom, save the baby's life. And you know what I didn't learn in school? I did not learn how our bodies were created to work. I didn't learn the physiological process, the hormonal cascade, the benefits of laboring unhindered and alone. No, I was needed. I was necessary. So then comes my first pregnancy and all of these beliefs I'd formed since childhood impacted the way I approached my, my first birth. And it didn't matter that I had a bunch of knowledge about this process at the hospital, but what mattered most was my eager willingness to hand over any and all responsibility for me and my child's life to a doctor and a nurse. I saw twice during pregnancy Nurses, actually, when I got there, I'd never met before in my life, but of course, they knew better because they did this all the time. They were the experts. I'm just gonna hand that over, let them do their job. I thought that was the right thing to do, and my willingness to give the decision making away and and that right and responsibility I had made me totally feel out of control. I felt like I was the backseat driver of my own birth and All of this has very little to do with the mode of delivery, which was an emergency C-section, although what matters the most is the lack of autonomy and the consequences that came from that. And this is so important, but it doesn't only impact the day that the baby was born, but it does impact the rest of your days, the rest of my days as her mom. Birth really sticks with you and with your baby and it transforms you whether you like it or not. So what does all this background have to do with me not attending hospital births as a doula anymore? Well, (laughs) all of these experiences are what led me to even learning about doulas in the first place. I immediately knew that when I had heard of what a doula was after my C-section with my first, that I wanted to be a part of this world. If I could save one person from experiencing what I did, then I knew I would have done my job. And this is where the first misconception about doula work came in. And the number one reason I have decided to stop attending hospital births is I wanted to be the savior. I went in thinking that these women would give me the responsibility of protector. And this was in an environment I knew was dangerous for women who wanted to birth naturally and birth in a undisturbed fashion. And I'm a fighter and I'm an advocate and I carried out my job the best of my abilities. But what I soon realized is that while I was educating women on the ins and outs of hospital births, there was something missing. And I realized I wasn't really the best advocate for women as I couldn't really speak on their behalf in such a vulnerable time. I started teaching their partners to be their best advocate. And so through our prenatals, I would walk them through my signature framework to help them dream and educate and follow through on a blissful birth, knowing ultimately that birth is unpredictable, but we would have done everything in our power to have the birth that we dreamed of and that we would know that whatever the outcome was, it was necessary. So I did start seeing women come out of their shells They found their inner power and their voice, and they started advocating for the birth that they dreamed of, and finally, it felt possible. Yet, when we got to the birthing room at the hospital, many times what happened is that the birth they anticipated quickly went out the window. Even worse was that many times these women would actually thank their doctor or midwife for any intervention that was done a lot of times they thought that their life was being saved or that their baby's life was saved. And in most all of these incidents that I observed, it was either doctor or midwife caused. And during this time when I was thinking I was the savior, I had a baby <laughs> and this baby I had at home. My eyes were really open to the reality of personal responsibility of freedom, of true physiological birth, and the transformation that comes when you experience all of these things. And going back to the hospital just never felt the same. I knew I would never birth at a hospital again. Yeah, I was still attending hospital births, and something just didn't start lining in my spirit. I started realizing I couldn't really save a woman from anything. And That shouldn't even be my job. I can give her all the information. I can encourage her and emotionally support her and I can comfort her with techniques that I've acquired over the years. But one thing I can't do is protect her from a setting that inherently turns something normal and physiological into something clinical. Your environment that you birth in, it matters. Now, currently, most of you know if you've been listening for a while that I am pregnant with my third baby. And as soon as I got pregnant, I started being very, very sensitive to the fact that secondary trauma is a real thing. And that leads me to my second reason. I knew I had to protect my heart and my mindset from trauma during this pregnancy, especially. So when I'm with a mom at the hospital... And witness things like non-consented episiotomies, accusing a mom of her body not working, babies being disconnected from a mom during a resuscitation, women being told in what position and how to push with strangers and lights all around her. I take that home with me. Now I fully believe so much of preparing for labor and birth is mental, and we have to rewire a lot of beliefs that we have formed since childhood. I did that with my second pregnancy. It was a super long process. And I've also been able to walk alongside other women who have processed past births and found out different fears that they have had. And this really does impact the labor and the birth that you have with your next baby. So we all have to get rid of these lies that have infiltrated our lives. We have to learn about the physiological process. And I knew this time with this baby, I had to protect my thought life and I have to avoid secondary trauma. Now, the third reason, oh, The Rona, (laughs) this is something that has impacted this decision so much. I'm going to be super honest with you and tell you that I believe the measures being taken for this virus is totally unnecessary and even harmful. And I've seen and heard from women who have birthed in this system, been pregnant during this time and have been absolutely traumatized. They've experienced things that will stick with them the rest of their lives. They missed out on um, their partners being able to see the ultrasounds. They have only seen half their partner's face when the baby is born. They haven't been able to be with their doctor that they had planned on the whole time. They were required to be induced or to wear a mask just because Of the control that was needed during this pandemic. And my heart really does hurt. It hurts for women who have birthed in this craziness. The medical system is complicit in spreading fear and not health. Instead of mandating sunshine, zinc, fruits and veggies, we've mandated mass and isolation. And when this first started, I had women reaching out to me left and right, asking for recommendations on how they can birth at home. They wanted to have the option of having their moms, their partners, doulas, photographers, whoever else they wanted to in the room. They wanted to walk around, have freedom. They didn't want to be induced for non-medical reasons, such as moving the assembly line along because the hospitals didn't want to be unexpectedly overwhelmed. They didn't want to have to wear mastering labor or even having a slight chance of being separated from their babies. The many women that reached out, I would do my best to refer onto those serving women in a home birth capacity. But the reality of the state that I'm living in right now is that midwives have been run out. There's little to no options for women who want to stay home and birth their babies. So the Rona started opening up my eyes to the fact that hospitals, which is there to serve sick people, may not be the best place to bring a healthy child and a healthy mama to this life, to this world. And I knew that these are the women I needed to help serve at this time. So I started holding online home birth interest meetings and I was absolutely blown away at how many women wanted this option, but many of them felt like they had no idea what to do or what next step to take, and I knew that this is the role that I needed to start stepping into. So the last reason I'm done attending hospital births is I felt like I was contributing to a system instead of reforming it. So I went in with every intention of showing women it was possible to have a birth they wanted, but every time there was disappointment, it was inevitable at every single birth. And when the expectations aren't met, there is a little bit of disappointment or trauma that happens when that expectation doesn't come to be. And the problem was the women who would come to me, they knew they wanted the natural birth. I'm the natural birth doula. (laughs) Uh, They wanted a holy one. They wanted to have a spiritual experience, a powerful experience. And I can only educate and reveal their inner advocating power so much. But for most low-risk women desiring a natural or an undisturbed birth, the hospital really isn't the most conducive environment. And my stance has always been, to support the woman where she is most comfortable by giving her all of the options so she can make an informed decisions. And I stand by that. I really do. But I want to serve in the best capacity that I can. And that is by birth planning sessions for women who don't know what they want. They're working through maybe a decision or they know um, that they have some fears. They just don't know what they are and they would like to work through that. So I do a quick one hour call to help them get organized with the next steps to plan a blissful birth. And this is for women, no matter what type of birth they're having. Um, My framework that I've taken women through has helped women find their power to make the best decisions based on the expectations they have They gain clarity and confidence to say what they want out loud. And I have seen women feel empowered because of this process, no matter where they birth. It's truly amazing. I stand by this framework a hundred percent. I've seen amazing results come from it. So these birth planning sessions are, um, I just, I love them. I love meeting with women and I have absolutely nothing against anybody who chooses to birth in a hospital. I just know that in person, me being a doula in that environment goes against the values and goes against where I'm at in my journey at this moment. Now the second way I serve women is by attending them at home in a non-medical support role. This looks different for everybody. Um, There is a relationship that is built and when it comes to birth, I can cook, I can clean, I can give gentle guidance and encouragement give you counter pressure, make sure you're drinking water, preparing your herbal bath, making sure you have everything you need and your home is all clean to snuggle up with your new one and enjoy. Make sure your tummy is full after your birth. And this is my, where my heart is. This is where I feel called to be at the moment. The third way that I serve women is this podcast. And I want to continue bringing you the best content available to help you know all of your options. I want you to fear birth just a little less and find the encouragement you need no matter where or how you birth. This podcast is a labor of love for sure. (laughs) It takes time to find guests, uh, to come up with content, to record, edit, market. All of this is totally worth it to get the message out there. But if you're looking for ways to help keep this podcast going, would you share your favorite episode with a friend or on social media and tag me on Instagram? Empowered Birth Podcast. You can also leave a rating and review. These help me find more guests to come on the show and share their knowledge and expertise in all things birth. The last thing is if you know someone who's wrestling with a type of birth they're wanting, they're mulling around some decisions, or they have some fears that they need to voice out loud and talk through with someone Or if they know, like, I for sure want this type of birth, I just don't know how to plan and prepare for it, then refer them to a birth planning session. I share my three-step framework that has helped women wanting all different types of birth dream, clarify, and discover things about birth and themselves they may not have even known. And we'll come up with a plan specific to the type of birth that they want, whether that's home, hospital, vaginal, plan, C-section, et cetera. truly, I base it off of what you dream of because everybody is so different. You can learn more by going to bit.ly slash birth prep session, or you can send me a DM on Instagram. We can even see if this session is right for you. It might not be for you. So reach out to me, ask me any questions. I would love to connect for all of the clients that I have served in the past three years in person as a doula, thank you. Thank you for trusting me to come into your sacred space. Thank you for your referrals. Thank you for giving me the honor to serve you. For my future clients, I'm excited to be a part of your special day and to serve you in the best of my abilities. You know my heart is with you and with your birth and with your new baby and your family. To my podcast listeners, thank you so much for being loyal and sharing this podcast with others. It means so much. This has been an absolute crazy ride and it's not over yet. It's just evolving and growing and changing. So thank you for coming along in this journey. I'm excited to see where it goes. Until next time, stay empowered. Thank you again for joining me on this episode of the empowered birth podcast i'm so excited to have you a part of the movement and if you haven't joined our private facebook tribe yet go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered mamas tribe we would love to have you there and a part of our community we'll see you next time for another episode of the empowered birth podcast